Welcome to an episode of Alika Hope and Change. I am Alika Hope. And I am Change, her brother, Emil. Today we are talking about creating hope and change through movement. Movement? Movement? I move every day, sis. What are you talking about movement? Get Okay. See, this is why we have to coordinate more. None mm-hmm. of the spontaneous stuff is going to do. Movement <laughs> is what we all do. So I don't want to hear this movement. Give me oh, something else. Give yeah, me no. something else. You know. No, we're going to movement. Do you know why? Because I haven't been moving very much lately. I ain't going to no? lie. No, no. Since, well, what's yeah, going go on? Well, what's going on? Yeah, so... I used to move all the time. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a mover. I'm a mover, a mover, a mover. And, uh, you know, ever since the uh, pandemic, um, you know, kind of shut things down back in March of 2020, I am home more. And I have been exercising. I've been working out. I've been doing a lot of work outdoors in the yard, lifting stuff. I've been, like, on my own remodeling the inside of my house, as we've talked about earlier episodes. But yet still... I'm not moving nearly as much as I used to. You know, I used to walk the streets of New York City. I'd go from the Upper West Side all the way down to the village walking instead of taking the train or bus. Right. Like, I just love walking. Um, Things like I used to fly a lot. So before the pandemic, I was in the top tier frequent flyer for a major airline that I won't say because they're not paying me to say it. But we'll just say I've learned my lesson. You see that E, right? I learned my lesson. I, I appreciate you, sis. <laughs> I appreciate this. But that's how much I was flying. And I would walk through major airports all the time. And even things like going to the grocery store, right? Like I used to walk around the grocery store all the time. And just all of that came to a grinding halt. And It just dawned on me when I was thinking about, you know, what the episodes were going to be that I was like, we need to talk about movement and how when we don't move, it's harder to be hopeful and to create change in our life. You know, there's a there's a bit of truth and wisdom to it now that I understand your context of movement. Mm -hmm. Right. I I do not own a car and I live in the DC area. So I take bus and Metro and I bike everywhere. So for me, movement is normal mm-hmm. and it's been uh, very interesting as I had to replace my normal movement. Like you were talking about going through airports and walking through New York city. Uh, it, I had to replace my normal movement. So I actually picked up a new habit that I didn't have before. Okay. And uh, I now, you know, looked in the archives and in storage, and I found one of my old rucks from when I was in the military. So a rucksack, which is mm-hmm. a pack that can carry weight, and uh, I threw about thirty pounds of weight in it. And now I, twice a week, will very deliberately put five to six miles in my ruck with about thirty, thirty-five pounds on my back, yep. uh, just to uh, just to compensate for the lack of that normal natural movement around the city that I was used to. So mm. it's yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We have to think through a time like this and be deliberate about what movement really means. For me, walking and movement is therapy. It is so mm. natural for me to just think and walk. It's how I um, my best creative most creative thoughts come when I'm walking. So that's why I value it so much. And I just couldn't. With the, the the 
quarantine and the pandemic just put a kibosh on the normal way that I moved and I had to pick up something. So, you know, it's been great for my fitness and my health Mm -hmm. uh, to, to track 35 pounds, six miles twice a week. But Mm -hmm. uh, more importantly, it frees my mind and lets me really get uh, some creative juices going. You know, you just reminded me of the song, right? Free your mind and the rest will follow. Uh. For those of you who don't know, that was a throwback to En Vogue. Uh, You know, that's how we roll here at Alika Hope and Change. So I want to just go a little bit more about this movement piece. Excuse me, my thought process got a little skewed there because I was thinking about En Vogue and how much I love them. Um, Boy, they made me want to move. They always made me want to move. Oh, man, are you kidding me? That some of that music from uh, our youth, uh, you know, yeah. especially high school and college era, yeah. was purposefully dance music. I think, I think in our modern era, we're all mm-hmm. too cool to dance. Ooh. And in the 80s, I don't think we were too cool to dance. I think in yeah. the 80s, we were breaking and popping. And, and when we weren't, we were, you know, in the early 90s, we were getting jiggy with it. And yeah. all of these things were just part of the norm that I think now we're all either too angry or too sullen or too mm. cool or too hip. And we don't move. We don't dance. We don't, you know, it, you know, we, I remember growing up, not that I was at all good at it, but I remember they would put a cardboard box on the ground on a corner mm-hmm. and they'd be breaking and spinning and helicoptering and, and I was a popper, so I stayed on my feet. I did not. I did I not remember. Get, I remember. get all down on the ground and mm. b-boy hard. But mm-hmm. I was very good at what I did for for the time that I did it. But we don't do that now, do we? No. And you just reminded me of this picture. I have to find. Maybe I'll put it on the website or have the or have our web host put it on the website for Alika Hope and Change. Oh, by the way, that's www.alikahopeandchange.com. Anyway, great. I was thinking sis. about thank you a picture that we have of you. And me and our older brother, Karim, and dad in a driveway. And let's see, I'm, I'm 10 years younger than Karim and five years younger than you. So you must have been about 13. And one of you had on like a gold chain. You just brought back these memories. I got to find it. But it was just so classic 80s. And I could just see you um, popping out of that picture. Like just I, will, I will tell you. It was a silver chain because I didn't wear gold. Okay. Um, I love me some silver. I got to find still, that And I still, if I were to wear jewelry, it would yes. still be silver, right? I just okay. love silver. I don't know what it is, but it always made me feel fast, right? Gold <laughs> make, makes you feel rich or, you know, makes you feel like you're dressed up. But silver made me feel fast, right? So I always wore silver so that I felt <laughs> like I was moving fast. I mean, so this movement theme today is so funny. You're bringing back these memories. <laughs> And I had this, I had this uh, silver rope chain, and I had the silver E. And yep. I, somewhere in the archives, I still have the E. I still have the silver chain and the E. I don't wear them anymore, but yeah, yeah it's from 1987ish, 86ish, 85ish. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. I still wow. have it somewhere in the archives. I never got rid of it. So uh, it's just you're bringing back these wonderful memories of. But see again. We being cool meant moving like that. It yes. Meant, and you were always working on your moves. You were always yes. working on how you walked and how you, you know, if, if a song came. And, okay, yes. so if you're younger than 30, 
and you're listening to this podcast, you're going to get an old person moment. This is the old person moment. <laughs> we didn't have on-demand music That's that right. streamed from the internet. We had right. CDs and tapes and the radio. Mm-hmm. And if a song came on, you might not hear that song again for days. That's right. So in that moment, if that song came on and it was your jam, especially if it was new and hot and the CD or the oh. tape hadn't come out, you better move. You better break out right then and there. You, whether it's right. school or you, uh, you know, on the way out of church, if mm-hmm. you didn't break out right then and there, you missed your opportunity to dance to the hottest song going. So yeah, it, it was a different time. We weren't all, you know, in our own little bubble of coolness with our whatever music stream we were listening to. Mm-hmm. We all had. To, we were like, yeah, we would call each other. When wait, wait, on the phone. On a phone landline oh with the dial tone. Oh my gosh, Yes. And when K-Boo was playing a certain song, we would call each other and say, yo, are you listening to K-Boo? K-B-O-O? <laughs> and I'll be like, what's going on? What's going on? Like, yo, they're playing Run DMC, Run DMC right now. So then you would, tune, you would turn on your radio just so you could get that five minutes of whatever song was hot at that moment. And of course, if you were playing a song, you immediately broke out in a dance. Oh my you gosh! Did, she did I don't not care say ten thirty at night. Oh my gosh! You did not just say K boo. Oh, you bring me back so ba- many. I'm going there. Wonderful memories, I'm and you going also, there. boy, you you also brought me into. Was it the '90s where the song "When I Move, You Move" just like that? That might have been in the 2000s, though. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that was I know. The 2000s. Okay, get, all right. But so, I smell okay. What you're cooking. You smell what I'm cooking? That's good because not a lot of people do, but that's why we do this podcast together. I mean, you know, because I smell what you're cooking, you smell what I'm cooking, and you know what's cooking next. Kate Valone is going to come on and talk to us about movement. She is the owner and founder of Evolution Pilates, and when she moves, I move just like that. We'll be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. And we are back. Today we're talking about creating hope and change through movement. And Emil, I have a special guest joining us for the next two segments. Are you excited? Who have you roped in today, sis? Hey now. I have invited Kate Valone, who is the founder of Evolution Pilates. She's also the owner. And she founded Evolution Pilates in 2002. And she graduated from Boston University with a Bachelor of Science degree in human movement education. She's also a certified personal trainer. She is a Pilates and somatic educator in clinical and studio settings for over 15 years, specializing in post-rehabilitation and athletic conditioning. She is also an instructor trainer. So she actually trains people to be instructors in Pilates. She practices total bar, Zenga mindfulness movement, and is a lead instructor trainer for Stop Pilates. She's amazing. She's been trained in craniosacral therapy, kinesio taping, and continuum movement. And I'd also like to say that Kate is a self-proclaimed body nerd, and she credits her real success to always being able to, wait for it, Emil, incorporate Star Wars or the Muppets into her lessons. And that's why Kate Valone, who is a sponsor of this podcast, but also an incredible human being is here today. So welcome, Kate. Welcome, Kate. 
Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so I war- you didn't know this was coming, so I'm warning you now that you have been sucked into the vortex that is a like a hope. <laughs> I was sucked in and I'm changed now. So you have movement and we're just going to rock with this. You are a fellow Star Wars nerd, so well done. And the fact that you can somehow integrate the Muppets and Star Wars in the same activity, even if they're in different times, I commend you, ma'am. I commend you for that kind of creativity and that kind of weirdness. That is unique. Heavy on the weirdness. Yes. I, you know, we don't just let anyone be a sponsor just so everyone out there knows that we've had other offers and I particularly chose Kate. She also was my sponsor for the Ms. America pageant last year and she got me in some friggin' really good shape, which Kate, I hate to break it to you, but cause I haven't been moving that much. I'm not in the greatest shape right now, but that's why you're here. So, um, Kate, could you tell us how movement can like free us from the trap of exercise? What is the trap of exercise? Well, I think we're um, we're always coming to exercise, either looking at it as work, a chore, or um, a punishment. <laughs> and I think uh, we we the fitness industry has kind of uh, tricked all of you into that. Where movement, I mean, like sort of like you were saying in the beginning, it, it, a movement is. Uh, it's something that should be there all the time. Uh, kind of one of our just basics of living. Like you like to sing, we like to move. And unfortunately, once we call it exercise, it gets tied up in a lot of negative thoughts and maybe negative stuff from our history, gym class. And and I think um, I, I, I would like everyone to start looking at it as a way uh, to, to have more positivity, more, more self-care in their life and the exact opposite of what I think exercise's reputation is. So, so when you say exercise is punishment, you're taking me back to my military days oh, when, gosh. <laughs> when push-ups were a deterrent to bad behavior. And I'm being exceptionally diplomatic when I say that. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have to admit that I may have been a, on both sides of the equation, and I was probably much better at giving than receiving. Um, so movement, so exercise does have that connotation for me and for a lot of my military buddies because we are so used to um, seeing exercise as punitive. Uh, I got, I was in great shape. I could do 300, 400 pushups a day, no problem. Oh but my gosh. The the downside was that the association with pushups was always negative. And to this day, I'm going through a, a month-long drill, my pushups I dread them. I'm like, oh, more push-ups. So tell me how we can kind of break that cycle, Kate, of that that negative sort of taste in our mouth from exercise being punitive to something that's more organic and more like I look forward to it. Well, if we could just stay in a push-up, <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> first of all, like, count, like counting, just at a really basic level, I think even I was never in the military, but say, you know, your goal is to do 10 push-ups. As soon as you can, right, like you're at eight and nine's not coming, it becomes torture. And, you know, you lose whatever joy might have been there even in the first one. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the biggest part of, of getting rid of the punishment is to change how we go into it where we're not trying to achieve a goal of anything other than enjoying movement and um, maybe switching into more of an investigator, or the, the curious part of our brain that's feeling what we're doing and stopping because it doesn't feel good anymore and, and kind of uh, relearning the sensations again w- without it always ending in pain 
or, you know, just one more, you know, you're not tough if you don't get through this, kind of letting go of that attitude. Well, wow. that's, that's a, okay. So, so. <laughs> Wow. Because <laughs> we're children of the 80s, right? We were both born in the 70s. We were children of the 80s. And yeah, you, you just barely this... were born in the 70s. You're lucky you weren't born in the 60s, <laughs> see, old man. Go see, ahead. See how you started it? <laughs> I, I was Excuse trying me. not to start it. Mm-hmm. That's my sister right there. Mm-hmm. And, and she's not going to get me today because I love her. <laughs> I, I love her like a play cousin, which is better than a sister. Go ahead, though. So we're children of the 80s. And uh, right. So mm-hmm. Nike had this 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 theme back in the day. Uh-huh. It was no pain, no gain. So, you know, and it was always, you know, again, back to my military days. But I also ran track. I ran varsity track. And when I was in college, I used that term loosely because I went to the Air Force Academy. But, um, you know, this this concept of pain being associated with now, you know, you're exercising. And to me, what you just said was. That's not necessarily the association we should have. Well, especially we're not all meant to be warriors. Like in the military, I think a little pain is probably pretty important. But um, my, my mom's a chiropractor. And so her work is through her hands. So if she was doing nothing but powerlifting, you know, and always had calluses and things like that, she'd actually be less healthy for what she wants her life, right? For the life she's designing. So I think... That might be the other problem with exercise. We're all training to be in the military when that's not, you know, what what our goal is. Like a lot of people need exercise to relax. And mm. I think probably the gazillion push-ups you did were not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And I don't think we're given a lot of guidance of how um, to have permission to choose mm-hmm. different exercises. Like that's what gym class should have been or health class should have been. It is more exposure to changing your movement practice day to day based on, mm. you know, ass- assessing through meditation, just just checking your energy level and stuff like that. And I, I know I was never taught to do that till till this was my job and I was teaching other people. That so is then, so cool. Yeah, because uh, no, it's okay because I was just thinking about the military approach and I was thinking about how when you look, you know, at DVDs or online or or even some of the TV shows, right? It's like who can lose the most weight in the in the in this amount of time that we have, or you know, just do this um, this what do they call boot camp thing, and you'll be in shape in six weeks. And and then when people don't achieve it, they feel like failures, and then they step away from exercise because they don't want to fail again, and then they don't ever move. But that's the problem, right? Like yeah. failure. What is failure? Failure is not moving anymore. And I right. think, right? So that that becomes part of the struggle too, because if again, if we let go of all the failure, every single thing you do, you have this fresh choice to do it right. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I ran a marathon yesterday. Like yesterday's gone. If I just stay present and the choice to walk to the mailbox instead of drive my car the three blocks to the mailbox, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like every, we can, we can be giving ourselves little participation trophies all the time if our attitude about it changes. Kind of like I would say about eating, like it, like a diet is so limiting, but looking for healthy lifestyle through food, like, you know, it has a, a more positive feel. I, I feel that way about movement also. Mm. Well, you know, Kate, we're going to talk to you some more after this short break and get some more ideas some kind of concrete suggestions that you could give us about moving when we're all kind of stuck at home or near our home. I can't wait to talk to you. We'll be right back. 
Are you looking for the opportunity to practice your movement from home? Alika Hope and Change and Evolution Pilates has a special deal just for our listeners. You can receive one free week of unlimited virtual Pilates classes at evolutionpilates.com just by using promo code HOPE. That's promo code HOPE. No credit card needed, no commitment past that first week. That's evolutionpilates.com. We are back with our last segment today for this episode, Creating Hope and Change Through Movement. And I'm so happy to welcome back our guest, Kate Ballone, who really knows a lot about movement and the body and connection and change. And Kate, I know you specialize in something called the fascia. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Could you tell us about that and how it's kind of affected by us not moving right now? Sure. So your fascia um, is the connective tissue. Uh, it is a it's soft tissue in your body, liquid that exists in between everything else. So in between the bones, the muscle fibers, the organs, and it serves a lot of purposes. But it's a big piece of how we are constantly remodeling our body uh, based on factors like hormones, but also the electrical impulses we give it based on our movement patterns. And the connective tissue is always redesigning our body with the proper architecture to support the movement we want. So a runner has a very different requirement for their body than maybe a football player. And when they go to practice every day, all the the conditioning that they do is training their fascia to be responsive to the activity they've chosen. So when we're kids, you know how we just generally play, playgrounds and stuff like that, you're giving your body a whole vocabulary of the movement potential that's available to it. Then we grow up and we get serious and we get, you know, nine to five jobs. (laughs) And once we're sitting still all day, we're basically telling our fascia to build this architecture of our body to be sitting all the time, to look like the shape of the chair that we've chosen to sit in. Oh, wow. And so that connective tissue reinforces more strength in the posture of sitting. And then when you go, like say at the end of you know an eight hour workday, you just say, I'm gonna run because I want to be healthy. Your body still thinks it wants to be a chair. So when you stand up and you start to jog, you have extra compressive force trying to pull you back down into the sitting posture when you're trying to stand up. So a lot of work I do is to get people moving in different directions than their chosen activity is. Uh, because even if you do walk all the time, it's always forward moving. So there's a lot of part of our bodies we ignore. And we want to get the fascia involved as much as possible to give your body different options for movement. And that's just a great way to prevent. It's like prehab before you get hurt for adults. <laughs> I'm like, that's deep. E, you have any thoughts about that? Because I'm sitting in a chair doing this recording uh, well, and I, all, just I just moved myself. I just went to school. Yeah. And we love school. We're nerds here I, on Alika Hope I Change. just went to school. Yes. Right. We are completely immersed in the learning of this fascia and how it works and the way you described it is this concept that the connective tissue assists you in the thing that you want to do most, that, that your body does most or facilitates it. So it's this, mm. it's this beautiful part of the body that, that actually can be your friend or your enemy if you understand it. And the more we understand this part of our body, the more we can turn it into an ally versus an enemy. And this analogy you use with the chair your body is used to sitting, the connective tissue reinforces that, and then you try to run and your body's trying to sit again because that connective tissue was trained. So, what, so Kate, what I hear you saying is that we can train this connective tissue to work with us versus against us 
we have to make some good choices. Can you help us understand what some of those good choices look like? Absolutely. Um, fascia wants a balance, or your, your body is a balance of compressive forces and tension forces. So in our movement practice, we want to have variety of movement, but that speaks to both of those things. So compression, and I know I made sitting a bad compression, but if I did a squat while holding weights on my shoulders, that would add extra compression, more than gravity. If I um, was stretching out into like a fitness rubber band and pushing away from me, that would stimulate more of a tension response or any stretches you do. And we're trying to get the fascia, because the fascia transmits force. It's like one tissue that runs through your whole body that helps you disperse forces, like, like the force of your foot hitting the ground, let's say, or, or if I knocked into you, it stops, when I knock into you, it stops you from like falling into a million pieces of bone oh, on the floor. Okay, okay. so it, it lets us just distribute that force throughout the whole body. So when we have too much compression, you can imagine uh, the bones, the muscles, everything's too close to each other. It can absorb the shock the same way. And then people that are very flexible kind of give way for that same reason. They're not strong enough to resist force. They just, they do kind of fall apart like a real bendy person. Yeah. So our movement practice has to be blending both of those things. And the human nature is to not do that, that we go to what we're good at, right? If I'm really flexible, I'm going to choose yoga. I'm going to choose dance, ballet and stuff. And if I'm really strong, I'm going to go into like a log throwing contest or, you know, something where I get to show off what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. And really to have healthy fascia, we have to seek out something that balances out and does the opposite of what we're naturally good at. You know, the lumberjack has to go to yoga. <laughs> And so in our, in our daily life, I mean, it does not have to be that. Amy only has to go to ballet class. Go ahead. Right. Well, and maybe not ballet class yet, but right. finding moments to stretch, right? Like even as simple as you're walking up the stairs and you pause and step up four stairs. I know you're tall. So four stairs, five stairs, something that makes you reach. So like your legs have to stretch and just that brief change, or you are going to the mailbox and you you leap for 10 steps like you're a gazelle instead of a human, just that change in intention is going to create a whole different response within your movement patterns. And that's how you can have fun with fascia. So, you know, how earlier we were talking about how people look at exercises like a chore. If you literally just go down the street and just do some, like we say, grand jetés, like just do some yeah. leaps in the street because I'm working on my fascia, you'll have fun and you'll laugh at yourself. And if you're a little shy, you could probably just do some leaps in your hallway, but you're getting movement and you're helping your body, it sounds like you're helping your organs to stay yeah. safe if you were to like trip and fall or something because your body has, how I'm understanding you, like the fascia helps your body adjust when it is in a situation where there's, like you said, force or shock pushed against sure. it, right? And adjust, and in that sense, you could even think of your fascia almost like packing peanuts, you know, that it's giving Ooh. you this buffering, <laughs> if we're talking about the organs, right. buffering from each other, right? Because you also wouldn't want your organs to whack around like ping pong balls and hit each other all the time, <laughs> right? So it's, it's suspending them. I mean, it does not look like packing peanuts, but it's suspending these organs with space in between them. Okay. Um, and I think if I could just stick with fun for one more second, yeah. that would be my next suggestion, play. You know, I mentioned kids on a playground, um, imagination, having, pretending you're a ballerina, um, picking a new hobby, you know, take up skateboarding, like something that's novel for you. Mm. Anytime that you're having fun, that really becomes functional. You know, at the end of it, it, it isn't work. You're going to get results without feeling like you did a bunch of chores to get there because you're having fun doing it. What do you think, Emil? Can you School. have fun? Yeah, I'm... 
first of all, <laughs> I probably will not be doing some gazelle-like leaps on the sidewalk here in the D.C. area. That's, he, he needs to do that now because he just said he wouldn't. Okay, go ahead. But I'll wear a muck rack stre- and you can do leaps. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My is, if nothing, she's original. Rucksack. <laughs> Oh, but what is it? Rucksack? Okay, what you okay. said? Muck. Rack. I know what I said. Like, I love my. Listen, sister. I was I not in the military. Sister. I was the one doing leaps on the sidewalk. But continue on, Emil. She she was, and to her credit, well done. Um, I I learned that you know stretching is a good part. When I was running track at the Air Force Academy, I I, I learned I'm not flexible. I I but I own that. I mean, my my brick like uh, flexibility has lent itself to being a challenge that I actually want to take on to be more flexible. So I do incorporate stretches on a daily basis. Um, and I have gotten better and more flexible because of it. I will never be childlike flexible. I, and I'm okay with that. And if He's I do get brick. there, I won't say, I will say, House. you know, lovely. But what m- is more He's important is this team. lesson I'm getting from Let Kate today. Hang out. It's getting really good at House. opposing my normal movement to allow my body to grow better than it otherwise would have. And I'm going to stop right there because I think we're going to have to have Kate back on. Would you be willing to come back on in a few weeks or maybe like a couple months with us, Kate? I would be happy to. <laughs> that would be awesome because it's going to be getting closer to the holidays. And Emil and I, we like to eat and we're probably going to need some Ooh, more movement advice. But I want to end to today. <laughs> we're going to you know where I'm going. Help us out. We're going to okay. eat. I'm going to end today with a joke, a joke about moving. Are you ready? So some moving men, some moving men had just begun their day's work. The first thing they brought into the house was a huge couch. The owner came in and asked how everything was going. They replied, so far, so good. (laughs) And that's Alika Hope and Change. I'm Alika Hope. Thank you to Kate Vallone, our special guest for today. And there is also Change, who is... Her brother, Emil. Take care. (laughs) 